It's time for building the game. Building the game with Jason and friends. Tabletop game design. The the end of the episode that's when it technically ends hello and welcome to building the game a documentary podcast today is monday march 9th and you're listening to episode 406 today i'm joined by the birthday girl a day late hello <laughs> nicole amato <laughs> hi 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 oh we are here we are recording we are yeah so yeah what's what's up nicole i was trying to think of what has happened since the last time i talked to you um did i tell you about the spider no i would remember that i don't even need to know what the actual story is i would remember it so okay why don't you tell me about so it? so i was working from home one day a couple weeks ago and I have, like, we have, like, these little, like, TV tray snack tables, and I had one of them next to my desk, and I got up to go do something, and when I came back, there was a spider so big that I thought it was a baby tarantula, because it was big and fuzzy. It had, like, a big bod, and it was, like, fuzzy, and I was, like, what the f***? It was the, oh, I'm not allowed to curse, sorry. <laughs> I was, like, what the bleep? And, um... I scared Anthony so bad because I was speechless and he was like, if the girl from the ring isn't in the next room, like, I'm going to be really mad at you. So, um, it was the biggest spider I've ever seen that I wasn't being supervised to hold it at a, like, insectarium. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, um, I caught it and I caught it in a cup. And Anthony was like, we should let it stay in the house because spiders kill other bugs. And I like, I was like, okay, let me sit with it. And after a minute or two, I was like, no, I can't. It cannot. It cannot. It has to pay rent. So I <laughs> open, I open the window and I open the screen and I put it outside and then I close the screen. And then for 10 minutes, like every 60 seconds, I checked on it and then it started raining. And I was like, well, got to bring him back in because it's raining. What? And he's probably cold. I brought, I caught him again. I brought him back inside. Mm-hmm. I did it. I did it. I did it. Uh-huh. I did it, and I put him on the windowsill inside in the kitchen, and I was like, you live here now, and I looked up, we looked him up, and it was a bold jumping spider, and um, we, I like, somebody was like, oh, I I crumple up a little paper towel in the terrarium, or the aquarium for mine, and he likes to sleep in it, and I like, this is how I give him water, so I like did all those things, and then, you know, we were like, should we put him in the basement? Because there's bugs in the basement. And then he can, like, eat in the basement. You know what I mean? And I I was worried from day one. And this was, like, I think I think this was February 7th this happens. This was a couple weeks ago, right? So we were like, should we put him in the basement? Because there's bugs in the basement. But he was, like, when I Googled it, people were like, they're very hard to catch. I caught him twice. He wasn't hard to catch at all. I never saw him jump once. But he, like, became part of our home. Like, he, like... I would come home from work and Anthony would be like, oh, I haven't seen him all day. And then like 10 minutes later, I'd lean over and he'd be next to my desk. He was he was so big. I could see his eyes. I could see his eyeballs. Oh, oh my gosh. So with my eyes, with my eyes, he was so big. So um, we did some crazy things. Um, We caught multiple bugs to try to feed them to him. Um, 
anytime anyone came over, we were like, be careful, a big spider lives here now, don't step on him. Uh, like, some of our friends were like, oh, where is it in your kitchen? Oh, I can't go in your kitchen. Because I was like, he's really big, you know? Um, so last night we caught him a fly, because he was getting real, real, real slow and sluggish. Like, for the first time ever, he let me hold him in my hand. Because I was like, oh, buddy... Like, we had D&D on Sunday, and I was like, oh, buddy, you can't be in the kitchen on the counter because somebody's going to smush you. And I, like, put my hand out, and he climbed into my hand. And then I, like, moved him over to the, like, other side of the room on the floor. And I was like, oh, my God, that's, I, I think we're friends now, right? But so last night we caught him a fly. And we, like, put it in a container, but we didn't see him. And it was so funny because Anthony was like... Anthony, we were like looking over the kitchen for him, and Anthony's like, I want to make the scat noise. <laughs> <laughs> so we couldn't find him, and then, you know, I went to bed, and Anthony was like, do you want me to wake you up if I find him in the middle of the night? And I was like, yes, but I can't guarantee that I'll wake up. And he did. He woke me up in the middle of the night, but I was like, no, you deal with it, right? So he, like, we he had, like, caught the fly, so he just, like, put the container on top of the spider so the spider could, like, catch the fly you know what i mean yeah yeah so when i woke up this morning the spider was on his back like under the container and i was like no 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 so i like moved the container and he moved but he was just like on his back and he couldn't like he couldn't like reach anything to like flip himself over so i like pulled him out flipped him over he like walked around a little bit then i put him back under and i was like look eat that fly like get the fly, get him, you know? And then when I came back out, he, he was on his back again. And so I like took him out and I like put my finger down and he put, he put all of his legs on my finger. And then when I flipped my finger over, he was just like on my finger. And I was like, okay, buddy, let's, let's put you. And he was like, nope. He was like, nope, I want to stay right here. So I just like let him chill on my finger for a little bit. And he just looked so sad. And then when I came home tonight, he had passed he had, he had passed away. This might be the most compelling story that we've ever told <laughs> on building the game. <laughs> I was, I experienced every emotion. Um, <laughs> I, are you doing okay? <laughs> like, I will say that I did cry a little bit just because like on my way home, I was like, man, I've never experienced, like I've had cats. I've had like, fish i've had like a aquari- small aquarium pets but i've never like he was just so cool looking he was like big and black with like yellow spots on his back and he was bit like he scared me at first and like yeah, yeah it was just such a it was just such a different experience like you know sometimes i would like talk and he would turn and look at me and i could see his he was just so big i could just see his eyes and i was just like oh my god he's so like he was just so like I don't know. He felt very expressive to me. Maybe and uh, I know this. Maybe you two should get like a tarantula or something, and like in a terrarium, in a terrarium. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think that I um, I don't think that I would enjoy a pet that I had to purchase live creatures for. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I don't think I would like to do that. I did work at a pet food store when I was a teenager and I had to get the crickets out of the aquarium and that was 
not a fun that was not a fun job right right at least crickets though like you know i mean they're crickets like the steaks that eat like mice like oh i couldn't handle that that would be Mm-mm. yeah 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 mammals right mammals makes it harder or reptiles but yeah. you know like bugs are one thing but like this this i mean even like fish like we had piranhas and an oscar at the store so we had to feed them goldfish uh, oh so that would make me sad i like goldfish goldfish are cool they're like oh, i'm a goldfish bro. it made me it made me very sad yeah they were they were so dumb people are like it's the food chain and i'm like yeah but i don't want to watch it <laughs> so- yeah i don't want to see it happen it's okay so I have to say too, you are a million times braver than I ever am. Uh, when you were like, when Anthony was like, we have to keep this in the house because it eats bugs. Like I thought you were going to say, and so we're getting divorced. Um, <laughs> because if I told my wife that, that would be what she would tell me. Like, so we're, we're done here. Yeah, it's been I don't a good kill run. Spiders. And I don't kill house centipedes. So uh, I don't kill house centipedes, though I find them dead in my basement randomly. Like, I don't know where they come from. Like, just like every once in a while in my basement, there's a dead one in the floor. Like, I don't know how they live, but I know where they die. They're terrifyingly alive in my apartment. And I just go in the other room because that's their room now until I can't see them anymore. (laughs) Why don't? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I know. They eat bugs. They eat bugs. They eat the bad bugs, and so do spiders, so yeah. they're allowed to stay. Um, but this spider, like, it's in- it's like it bonded with you, right? Like, it was like, yeah. dang, that's weird. That's weird. It was very weird. But, I mean, the good thing is, like, I mean, to be fair, uh, uh, maybe the spider was already at the end of its time, and that's why it was so, like, friendly to Sluggish. you. Yeah, and not like, yeah. hey, I should get away from this crazy person <laughs> who thinks they're my friend. Well, Anthony said. I'm afraid of people. Anthony said that, like, during the day, he would not see the spider at all. And then I would come home, and within, like, 10 minutes to an hour of me being home, the spider would be, like, I could, I would lean, he'd be standing next to my desk. And, I, and, and Anthony was like, maybe he heard your voice. And I was like, stop it. <laughs> like, it was just so adorable. He was just so adorable. Well, the good news is you, uh, you gave the spider uh, an enjoyable last time of its life. So... I hope I did. I, mean, you I, hope, le- I hope today wasn't. You could have squished him, or you could have left him outside in the rain, and you did not do either of those things. You, uh, yeah, yeah, I couldn't. He was too cute. Have you seen that Pixar? I think it's a Pixar short, the Lucas the Spider. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, he was like that's that. what he looked like. Yeah, oh my gosh, that's a jumping spider. Lucas is a jumping spider. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna make my wife uh, listen to this podcast when. Uh, <laughs> Just to see what she says. I'm not going to give her any spoilers because I want her to live it like okay. I did. Um, <laughs> seriously, that was some compelling stuff, Nicole. Like, you should go on the moth and, like, present that. <laughs> like, that was, yeah, that went places. So, yeah, I yeah. feel like I should organize it a little better. It was a good story, though. Like, it was, uh, I honestly, it was so out there yet compelling that I halfway through was like, is this a joke? Like, is she going to be like, <laughs> gotcha. Um, but no, no. So gosh. like, uh, I can send you some pictures of him and like a little video of him. I would love that. Okay. Okay. So, all right. Well, Hey, let's talk about games. 
That was the longest intro I think we've ever done. Not talking about <laughs> so games. True. That's not true. Okay. If we weren't talking about Star Wars or Marvel, that was the longest yeah. intro we've ever done. Not yeah. talking about games. Yeah, that's games. real. That's real. <laughs> well, um, you know what? I'm not worried about it because I promise you the builders were just as enthralled and enamored with that story as I was. So I'm confident in that. Um, yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> So fitting, though, fitting for this topic, uh, fitting for the topic today, we're just going to jump right into the topic because I don't, sure, yeah. I don't have any what you've been playing to top that. So um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we were talking earlier and, and I, I suggested we talk about um, interesting ways uh, to use components or components, different types of components or components used in more interesting ways. And this is a topic we've come back to over the years off and on because there's always any person we talk to will always have a completely different perspective on it. Uh, but what really got it, like the juice is flowing in my mind was, so there's this Kickstarter going right now and I want to give a shout out to it because it's, uh, um, it's really cool looking. Um, it's puppet cards. Uh, you can check it out on Kickstarter. It's called puppet cards. It's super cheap. I want to say if you're in the U S it's like 16 bucks with shipping included in that, uh, maybe even 15 with shipping. But, um, it is these 54, 54 deck of cards that look like Muppets. The cards look like a Muppet face with a mouth and a tongue, and they're pre-scored, and they like you fold them to make basically this little hand puppet. I'm doing the motion at Nicole, even though she's already seen this video. They have like videos of it on there, just like with animated GIFs, and it's amazing. Um, and I just was really taken in by this, um, and it got me thinking, like, that was using cards in a way that I never would have thought of it reminded me back of it even more though cooler it was like back when rob first made epic monster tea party he made these paper craft teacups and it was really cool where like he actually made a pattern on a card and you would cut slots in the card and fold them up and it made a little teacup and it looked like a china teacup um and i was like that is so cool i mean this is that type of thing where it just really jumped out at me as like this is weird in like the best way um, and it got me thinking anyways about, um, games and interesting ways to use components. Uh, so before I keep rambling here, uh, would you have any thoughts about this? Yeah. When you, when you, when you said it to me, I was trying to think, and one of the series that I like, I like the tiny Epic games and all the stuff that they yeah. do with all their components and, and like the meeples that hold the weapons and like all the interesting ways that they use stuff. And I, I, I'm also like a sucker for games that utilize the box in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Like me, me and Julio's favorite thing, right? <laughs> yeah. It's just so, it's just so cool. Um, Anthony and I are always trying, I mean, we, you know, with resistor, we made a game that uses the box. So we were always like, how can we make the box part of the game? Right. Right. I mean, essentially it's just wasted space otherwise. Right. You know, I mean, that's right. Exactly. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah. So using the box is, is certainly one thing. Um, one of the things that popped into my head that was a, a component that wasn't necessary, but everyone I know that played the game thought it was fun was, um, camel up has that pyramid that like, Oh yeah. Poops out the dice when you hit the thing basically, but that makes yeah, it yeah, yeah. so easy to do what you need to do in that game. Um, you know, and it's unnecessary, uh, but it's, it's cool and it's functional, right? It's not just for flash. It is actually functional and it's more fun than a bag. 
because it pre-rolls the die for you, so and everything. And that um, awesome dice tower in uh, Wingspan. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That's really amazing, too. Um, But yeah, just thinking about, you know, the design space that that can open up. Like, again, back to these cards, only because, like, it's just a good example. That takes a deck of cards and turns it into a 3D element, right? That is something that, you know, like... We're talking about, like, you were mentioning the Tiny Epic stuff, and I actually, I have the only one I've ever bought is Tiny Epic Mechs, because literally the meeples, like, fit into mech suits, and I was like, I, I got, I have to buy this. I haven't played it yet, <laughs> You were like... Yeah, I'm like... You're like, I've lost, I, right. I can't even, I've already backed it. Whoops, what have I done? Right, I saw the preview for it, and I was like, I don't know how not to back this, because it's <laughs> meeples, which I love, in mech suits, which I also love. And what in the meeple, the mech suits, I think can have different weapons and stuff. And I was like, this is just stupid. Take my money. (laughs) So, um, but so another good one, sorry, just real quick. that I saw on my shelf, uh, merchants of Araby. Have you seen that one by J treat? I have not. I know J treat, but I haven't Uh, seen that one. So, uh, the box is magnetic. And when you open it up, that's the board. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's super cool. It's 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 just the raddest thing when you open up and you're like, what? Like you see it like all it it's very cool. Um so two of the something that, that um the box the, the you know, this using the cards in the way I mentioned and then using the box as part of the game having common is um that it not when you say that there's magnets in the box because that's expensive uh but but like the idea that you're using the box as part of the game both of those things are cost savings right because you know like hey the box is the board um you ever play that game strike i think it's called where Mm -hmm. you are throwing dice like almost like you're throwing dice trying to like hit dice and roll dice it kind of reminds me of um like uh Beyblades, that kids thing where they like spin the little thing. <laughs> yeah. Except for with- oh, I know about Beyblades. Okay, all right. <laughs> but it's I mean the the game actually you know the store is inside the box, so the tray that you store the game in is also the arena that you're throwing and battling these dice in, and so it's just it's a very good use of it's an efficient use of resources. So okay, so talking about um, using. Uh, using components efficiently uh, in interesting ways. Um, I think a simple way that we've seen this happen is when you use cards to build boards, right? Or like maps. Yeah, like Rhino Hero. Yep. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I was thinking like vertically, but yes, also, yes. Either way, I mean, right? That's, you know, that could have been a bunch of like big chipboard pieces, right? Right, Um, But you're doing it with cards or... Um, you know, that really like cards making maps. What I love about that is like uh, one of the games I was working on with Josiah, actually, uh, it has a map and we made the map out of nine tarot cards, uh, which was the same size as a regular board ish, like as a small board. But it fit right. in a box that was the size of the tarot cards instead of the huge box for the boards. And it saves like a ton of money when you're printing it, which is pretty yeah. cool. So. So, yeah, that's you know, that's just another way to uh to do that you got any other suggestions for efficiency of components i mean for sure uh like i can think of like at least one button tray game 
right? Circle of Wagons is really great at that. Yes. Can you want to explain that one for anybody who hasn't seen it? I actually don't remember how to play it, but I remember that it was really <laughs> clever and it was 18 cards and I liked it. <laughs> I'm good at stuff. That was the best. Sorry, I didn't mean to call you out. I was like, oh, great, because I haven't played it, but I, I saw it a long time ago and remember like that looks really cool. Um, so well, I, mean, I think I mean, it follows the it follows the same, you know, pattern that a lot of button shy games do, which is. Uh, you know, comes in the wallet, it's 18 cards, and it's people working within the restriction of trying to make something that's a that that feels like a like a bigger board game, but right. with only 18 cards and for a very affordable price. So I think that right. Circle of the Wagons is one of the best ones, like best bang for your buck. Yep. Button check games. Uh, Sprawlopolis does that too. Uh, where they have, uh, it's like a city builder where you're building a big city, same way, but right. you're laying the cards out all funny and stuff. Um, the other thing is, you know, obviously, you can do things like multi-purpose cards are a good thing where, um, you know, like the same cards uh, can work for like the main play of the game, but also work for other things within the game. Yeah, like Rocky Road a la mode. Yes, yes, Rocky Road LMO. That is a great, uh, great green couch game. Crappy designer, really good game. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, for anybody who hasn't played that, I don't want you to think I'm making fun of an actual person. It was Josh Mills who designed that. <laughs> so, just in case. An actual person. <laughs> I love that game. It's so clever. And, like, it's funny because, you know, the first, the first one or two times you play, you might be, like, a little overwhelmed by the cards. But then once you, like rocket you're like oh no this is actually a super efficient way to keep track of all these different information all this different information all the different ways to use mm -hmm. it yeah i was excited because i had played that game like back when they were before it was even published i played it with josh and uh i was like oh this is really cool and and then katarski published it and i bought it and then i like never played it and then i was working at a booth with him and he was like you know this game basically is like splendor and uh um patchwork put together and i was like those are literally my wife's two favorite games like why are we not playing this so so i i and it was great i sat her down to play you know to teach her and i was like okay this is these two games mashed up and she's like okay i get it like i automatically get it and the cards weren't even <laughs> tough for her to learn at first because she was so used to the engine of that and the way patchwork works that right. it just it just worked um right instant instant grok uh but yeah that's something that you know one like there's th there's two things that I do when I am learning a new game. One is like I try like when it's my turn for the first time I try to be like, "Okay, so what are my options again?" and then I I kind of like try to remember from memory like, "Okay, I can do this or I can do this or I can do this." And then if I don't quite get the game, I'm like, "Okay, but why would I do this one?" Cuz if I right. don't understand what I'm like, "Is that the way that I'm going to win? Is that the one that is that the winning one?" <laughs> and then the other thing is, what can I compare it to? Because comparing it to something else kind of helps me like slide yes. into it faster. It helps me a ton being able to say, oh, this is like that game? Okay. The problem is, right. anytime I play games with people like, well, this is like a mashup between this game and this game. And I'm like, great. I haven't played either one of those. So that's not helpful <laughs> at all. Um, yeah. Cool. You're like, can't wait to lose. Yeah. Right. Um, so there's a game that Banana Chan and I have been working on that I've talked about on the show before called No Context. And um, essentially... 
most of the deck of cards in the game is just uh, double-sided cards with pictures on them. And you use those in three different places throughout the game. You use them to uh, determine like what you're like what you're trying to explain to people by, you know, here's the picture, you're trying to explain it. But then you're actually taking pictures from the other area on the board that are the same cards, the same double-sided cards, um, and you're then using drafting those cards to describe one of the pictures. So basically, you're describing a random picture with more random pictures. Um, right. So, but that that is like, you know, over half the deck is dual-use cards. It's just the cards right. that work for half the game, and then the other cards are just betting cards, and frankly, those could be tokens. Um, it would just depend on what company wants it and whether or not they want more cards or tokens. Because obviously, right. um, a lot of companies like a 120-card game, not many tokens, like this falls into that. But, um, you know, if it was a larger company and they wanted to token it up, then you could do it with just cards. But um, Right, right, right. So anyways, that's, that's one where I felt pretty good about the dual-use cards because, you know, yeah. Because it was, and that was an instance where we had a limitation. When we were showing it to some people, they said it needs to fit in this. It needs to be this size. It needs to fit in this box. This is the price point you want to shoot for. So we designed around that limitation, which is what had us think creatively about how to use the components. So, sorry, you were going right. to say something. No, no, I was just, I was thinking about Biblios. Have you played Biblios? No. <laughs> but tell me a game that it's like that maybe I haven't played. Oh man, I don't even know what it's like. It's it's a game that switches to a completely different game halfway through. So it's a game that um, Ooh, Pompeii. Oh, I haven't played Pompeii. That Have switches Pompeii? halfway through. That's the one we always used to talk about on the show. This this switches halfway through, like because that's the I one where you you place all your people. And then the volcano erupts. And then the volcano. Yes, I have played that and one. Okay, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Then your people try and run away. Yeah, in Biblios, you are in the begin in the first half of the game. You're going to the deck, and if it's your turn, you like get to choose. You you have to like flip one card at a time and look at it. And if you get to flip like one card plus, you get to flip the number of cards for the number of players in the game. So if there's four players. You're going to flip four cards, but you get to choose if you want to take one or if you want to, like, push it and keep going for the next one. Mm, And those cards, like, some of them get discarded or something. I can't remember, but then at the second half of the game is a a bidding game. Anthony's going to correct me. All the cards you get in the beginning of the game turn into your deck for the second half of the game. Right, when you're and then you then, then you're bid bidding for the cards that everyone discarded during the first half. <laughs> he's just he's like I can't listen to you screw this up anymore. <laughs> it's making me it's making me anxious. Uh, just just tell you to say you know. Say Thank no. you. I love you so much. Um <laughs> But yeah, but like so, so some of the cards are like completely different in the second half of the game and it's just, you know, there's different values on different cards right. depending on when you have them. Right. No, that's something that I like in a game where you're taking actions and then those actions are affecting something later in a way that's interesting like that. Like that's, you know, yeah, that's, I like that. Biblios. I'll have to check that out. Who did that one? It's fun. Uh, Dr. Finn. Is that the name of the designer or the company or the artist? That's or? the name of the guy who made it. Uh, Dr. Steve Finn is his name. And I think 
there's Biblios and there's Biblios dice, and I can't remember if he put them both out. I know he also does stuff with um, Eduardo Baraf. He did um, Herbaceous. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I know who Eduardo I is. I think so. I think he did. I think he did Herbaceous. Is that like wait, Doctor Stephen? Is that like Grandpa Jerry or whatever that guy's name is? Grandpa, what is that guy's line of games? Grandpa something. Grandpa. Old I don't guy? know. Grandpa old guy. <laughs> All right, I'm going to Doctor Finn's website because now it's bothering me. <laughs> no, there was like there's this Grandpa something. Grandpa Lutz. Grandpa Bob. Grandpa. I don't know. I Grandpa can't, Bob. That's I, my favorite. I, can't I like that now. I can't Google it right now. Well, here I can. Um, so it's like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he did do herbaceous and herbaceous sprouts. I was correct, and he did biblios. Oh, okay. He's been he's been busy, is what you're saying. It's Grandpa Beckett. Is that what it is? Grandpa Beckett's game. Grandpa Beckett. I don't know that one. Grandpa Beck. It's Grandpa Beck's games. Yeah. Yep. He does like a whole line of um, games that you may or may not have heard of. Uh, nuts about mutts. <laughs> Skull King. Cover your assets. <laughs> That's about mutts. Oh, I like that bears, name. Bears, something, the bees, the bears and the bees, maybe. Yeah, the bears and the bees. And golf. The name of the game is just golf. Golf. And golf. But they all have a picture of the guy. Uh, it looks like maybe he was at Gen Con at Ooh. some point. So, I don't know. I'd never really heard of it, but he always has, like, these little stands and stuff. Uh, this is not Grand Con. Anyways... So, Grandpa Beck, tell your friends. He sounds like a delight. He seems like a delight. And he always wears a different hat in his pictures on the games. Oh. So, like an author dresses up different. I, I'm assuming he designs all the games. I could be wrong, but um, yeah. I don't think he actually designed golf, like the, 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 the game golf. But he did design a <laughs> card game called golf. Um, I will say that... I, I was hesitating to say his name because I couldn't think of a game where uh, that had like a unique way that he set it up and, and used the parts. But then I remembered that the sequel to Burgle Bros does, in fact, open up to form a ta like a building. Did you see the Kickstarter for that? Oh, wow. That sounds cool. Do you know? Do you know Burgle Bros? I do. Yes. They're bros so, that burgle. So they're bros that burgle. And you know how in the first one you like lay out that face down the face down cards for the grid to to form like the levels of the building? Yeah. And how he sold that separate thing that was a tower to make it three dimensional so that you could actually put the pieces on that. Well now for the second one, you actually can like there's like things that like open up in the box that create that little Oh wow. Yeah. It's gonna be rad. I cannot wait. He's so, and I also thought of him because you said about that other guy always wearing different hats because Tim has great hats. Yes, he does have great hats. That is that is <laughs> true. So, well, we have diverged here. Um, so. Yeah, a little bit. It's okay, though. <laughs> so, yeah, um, interesting components, ways to do things cheaply. Well, cost effectively. Cheaply is always a bad word to say. Um, yes. Yeah, all sorts of different stuff. I, I was trying to think of any more just like randomly interesting components that I could think of that we could talk about. Uh, 
that weren't like necessarily cost effective but were just super cool. I mean, Azul. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, another like one- those pieces are just so nice. They just make the game even better to play. Just having yep. those like heavy pieces in your hand, like. I love that game so much. Uh, another one that's that's got a real interesting thing is Potion Explosion, right? Oh, um, yeah. It's not just for Flash. I mean, like, that game is only functional because of the thing. I guess it couldn't really be Marbles in a Bag. Like, that would be a different game. Because, right, yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, the whole point is you can see them... You can, you know, you you can play Bejeweled. You can't play Bejeweled with a bag. That's not how Bejeweled right, works. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that game, though. Um, so... <laughs> I don't know. I'm laughing now. Um, <laughs> anyways. I think, we, so. I think we've done good. I think we got some good ones. Yeah, so builders, uh, if you're out there and you're like, hey, I thought of these things, the, I'm smarter than you, and you probably are, that's okay. <laughs> I can speak for me, Nicole is pretty smart, I'm, I'm trying. Uh, yeah, yeah, so let us know. Safranito is another good one, sorry. I, no, that's all I right. I was going to say it earlier, have you played Safranito? I have not, I've actually never heard of that one. So it's a game about spices, and you're like, you're like buying spices, it's a, the board has a bunch of different uh, pictures of bowls of spices on it and you have these like heavy poker chips so they're like you know splendor level they're that like thick hefty poker chip kind of thing and you're tossing them on the board and trying to get them into the bowl but the catch is the board itself has a little lip going all the way around the edge so you can actually throw your chip on the board and bounce it if you get really good our one friend is like oh wow amazing at it uh, another game I just thought of looking back on my shelf is Flick 'em Up. Flick 'em oh, Up. Oh yeah, has that's some I was looking at that some too. Cool different mechanics. So uh, on how that works with flicking stuff, and it's got the 3D sets, you know, when you're trying to do the different things. So yeah. Catacombs also, yeah. if you're into flicking. Catacombs. I have not tried that, but I am into flicking. Catacombs is mercilessly harder than. <laughs> come up it's so much harder to win because it's like one person's playing as like the dungeon master kind of thing and then everybody else is like the players and the dungeon master is just completely like we could not we were like oh my god how are we supposed to win this we got annihilated Uh, another game i really enjoyed a flicking game speaking of that um that had some interesting components uh was cosmic kaboom uh, oh, I don't know that one. So it was, yeah, I think it was a pretty small print run. It was by Minion Games. Uh, okay. And it was designed by Matt Loomis. Uh, I played a prototype version of it and then never saw what happened to it after that. I heard it got published. Um, but Matt actually ended up, had a copy. He gave me a copy, which was awesome. He was like, hey, you play tested this. You're cool. Here's a copy. And I was like, awesome. But you're trying to like flick your ship into different um you're trying to flick your ship into different uh planets and stuff to like power it up and then mm-hmm. create this bomb that will cause the cosmic kaboom uh but the, me- the flicking <laughs> mechanics and the components are cool because the planets are different sizes and stuff and you're trying to flick around them right. so yeah yeah that was another one that popped uh, into my flip head. ships flip ships is a co-op flip flicking game if you can believe that 
I can believe a co-op flicking flicking game. Uh, it's that just, actually, I think the. Oh, I was going to say, I think that you're trying to get it into the box, but you actually create a mothership and you're trying to flick into the mothership. And that thing is like across that. It's very hard. It's yeah. very hard. Yeah, that sounds hard. We had a lot of fun, though. Um, You know, a game that just popped into my head, actually thinking of flicking games now that uses the box in a way that we've never really seen before is uh, Ice Cool. Is actually really yeah. solid for that. It's got the huge box that, like, you take out the box and there's what's inside, more boxes, and what's in, more boxes, boxes for everyone. You <laughs> get like a box, a and you get a box. It is right, <laughs> um, and then you put all the boxes together, and it makes this this ice cool school where you flick penguins around, and the penguins are all wobbly, and I'm real bad at it, and uh, I mostly want to kick it when I play it because I'm so bad at it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Mars Open is also a good one. Have you tried that one? Is that like a golf game? It's a golf game, and uh, you the book like tells you how to set up the course. So you'll set up the course like with a bunch of different stuff that was in the box, and then the box itself is the hole in one that you're well, not the hole, but it's the hole that you're trying to get to. And the things that you're flicking are almost like those old flick football things that you would flick. It's like a thing that you like fold up and then flick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the instruction manual has like all these different, you know, courses that you're supposed to set up. And some of them involve like a fan, like getting a fan and putting that in the middle of the course, which I think you've mentioned hilarious. this one to me before. Now that you say the fan and stuff, cause that's ridiculous. Yeah. It's very fun. It's very, very fun, especially because, you know, it's one of those games that you're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to get this. And it like defies all physics. Like, <laughs> like you could be right next to it and completely miss it. You could be across right, the table right. and like get it in. Like it's it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, I think we did all right on that. Um, do you have a game you want to talk about or no? I realized I didn't talk about that with you ahead of time. About a game I like work like I'm working on. Like, or yeah, yeah, or something like that. Uh, no, we've just been plugging away at Kobolds. Um, we've also been trying to do some stuff with Kismet Dice, and, uh, you know, we haven't really had much of a chance to do any traveling or anything, so we haven't been able to, like, pitch anything. We pitched a bunch of games at Unplugged, and we're just still kind of, like, waiting to hear back. I need to, like, you know, you need to, like, write follow-up emails and, like... <sighs> That's hard to do. I, I yeah, agree with you. Yeah, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Just throw the whole email in the trash. All the email. Yeah, I'm. So I'm at a point right now too, where like I'm, uh, I've got a bunch of pitches due that I'm trying to get sent out. I'm, I've mentioned this on the show before. I'm trying to get kind of ahead of con season, to where I'm not just like, um, to where I'm not just like trying to. Your house is exploding. The spider's back. <laughs> he's <Sorry>. radioactive. And <laughs> he's huge. <laughs> Anthony like stretched and like touched one thing like 10 things fell off his desk oh yeah okay, babe? <laughs> that same thing happened in my kitchen a couple days ago so uh, when I was trying to pick up things the kids left everywhere uh, so yeah anyways uh, so a little convention update so I'm trying to get a bunch of stuff ready for conventions convention season is coming quickly uh, I'm trying to get a bunch of games pitched ahead of time, hoping that we can uh, maybe even get something signed beforehand, because that'd be cool. That'd be um, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
But until then, it's just kind of like plugging away at pitches and prototypes and all sorts of fun stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that's my big thing that's going on with that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've just been uh, I've been just uh, playing a lot of video games. <laughs> hey, me too. Me too. <laughs> Um, instead of doing, you know, responsible stuff, I've been, well, I've also been, my job has been like real intense. So I've just been, um, reading, I've been reading a lot of comics. I've been playing a lot of video games and we've been watching anime, which we hadn't done in kind of a long time. So yeah, we watched, we're all, we've been watching My Hero Academia, which I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah. I have not seen it, but I've heard of it. It's like kids in superhero high school and, the, and most oh, of them yeah, are yeah. just pretty adorable it's very good <laughs> um yeah that's it and you and i had talked about i told you that um you know i'm like i'm just ready to go whole hog in the on this animal crossing thing i'm just like yeah let me in and then i was like maybe i should play one before i really like commit to this marriage so i've been yeah. playing um new leaf on my 3ds which is cute but but the stores are only open at a certain time of the day like literally because it's right. connected to the time assigned to your ds yeah, so i'm that, like on the bus at 8 30 and i'm like the store's not open that to me seems like somebody had like some designer right was sitting there like wouldn't it be cool if like the stores were only open sometimes and they're like we can play video games all day and then right. they were like let's do that and then people were like i want to set you on fire because yeah. it's 8.30 and I'm on the bus and I really want to publish, I mean, really want to buy something. So I, because you mentioned Animal Crossing New Horizons, I've been seeing a bunch about this. I've never played Animal Crossing before, but you and I were talking about needing games that were just like chill, like like chill AF, right? Like that's just, we right. just both could use that in our lives right now. And um, so I mentioned Animal Crossing. You said, I don't know, the store's not open. But then you said, hey, it's not going to be like that in the new one. So I looked up this like 20 minute video that I watched for then it's like an intro to animal crossings, new horizons. Okay. Um, I'm pretty hooked at this point. Um, there's so there's, it's a deserted Island. They put you on, you get like a tent right. and stuff and other people mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. tents and you can tell them where to go set their tent up. But, uh, the, uh, the other thing that I thought was really interesting was, so there's this lodge, basically it's a big tent, but that is open 24 seven. And that's yep. where they teach you how to like, build things and stuff and like it yeah i i kind of really want to play that game like to the point where i'm nervous that either one of two things are going to happen i'm going to pay 59.99 for that game and i'm going to hate it or it's going to take over my life um well are you do you play a lot of switch games no so we um we like uh we tend every weekend on sundays in the afternoon uh the kids and i will play a few games uh, we right now, our big games we're playing are Yoshi's Crafted World, which we've beaten. Uh, we're just running around collecting more costumes because the kid's like that. Um, and then the second one we're playing right now is Link's Awakening, um, which we beat. But you can make like dungeons in it. So we're earning, right. we're make, Josiah has learned how to make dungeons. And it's great because you make a dungeon and you run the dungeon. And it doesn't right. matter anything that you do in there. You don't lose any resources. If you die, you don't actually die. Um, so it's it's like the best sandbox for a kid to practice in. 
uh, to get good. And he actually earns us money while doing that that we can use to buy more things for the dungeon. So it's like the best of both worlds. Um, Well, the reason I ask is because do you have a My Nintendo account? Yes. Okay, good. So you, so I like. Oh, this is so we could be like friends? Coins. Well, because you can use the coins towards purchases. Did you know that? What coins? When you buy a physical game, yeah, you get you get Nintendo coins for it, and then you can use those coins later to buy digital games. Did you know that? It talks about coins, but I didn't know how I got coins. I I'm gotta show bu- you how to do it after the after the show. I'm gonna show okay. you. Okay, because I got a bunch of games. Like I bought a bunch of games, but I don't think I have any coins. But I have a Nintendo account because I actually just started paying the. Whatever it is, it's not very much to get the old school Nintendo and Super Nintendo yep. games. So I've been playing. I just Super, set that up also. I've been playing Super Mario World, which, in my opinion, and I know that this is not agreed on by many people, I think that Mario peaked at Super Mario World, and I don't think it's ever been as good since then. Um, <laughs> and I know a lot. Of, like they just keep adding more stuff, right? Like just, it's just, it's perfect. Mario World is perfect. I think the the hat game I didn't like the Super Mario hat game. He throw a hat. Okay. I didn't like that one. Like yep. I, I don't. Yep. I can't I tried get into that the newer Mario games. Yep. Yeah. I tried that one. Oh, you said Mario, but um, <laughs> Mario. Yes, I had flashbacks of conversations with Tagmire. Except he's like really. <laughs> he's he's like you know Mario. Like he really really <laughs> says really Mario. Leaves it on thick. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Well, anyways. Uh. So yeah, we're gonna call this a show here. Uh, if you have any recommendations <laughs> for chill games we could play, let us know. Uh, if you have any ideas around components, things we obviously missed, probably there's some, let us know. Uh, but until then, uh, you can get in touch with us by going to buildingthegamepodcast.com. You can find us on buildingthegamepodcast at gmail.com. That'd be the email. Call us 770-TELL-BTG. Twitter, at podcastbtg, at jaslingerland, at toits, T-O-I-T-S. Uh, Facebook, Stitcher, iTunes, Google's other things. Uh, oh, and then uh, finally, finally, uh, I believe, uh, so you know that uh, as of right now, if you go to PMP Arcade and look for Beavers Be Damned, that is there to download for free at this point. Yay! You can also buy it on the Game Crafter uh, for like $39, which I know is steep, but there's a lot of stuff that comes in it, and that is the base price. We're not charging Anything that's we're, we're, that's that is what Game Crafter is charging us for it. We're making zero dollars off that. Um, so yeah. Anyways, uh, good night. Good night. Building the game with Jason and friends. With Jason and friends. Building the game. Building the game with Jason and friends. With Jason and friends. Dial seven seven hotel BTG. Please don't use the email. <laughs>